Welcome to The New Beyond, a podcast that invites listeners to learn how to not only think outside the box, but learn how to live outside it. The New Beyond is a place in consciousness that lies beyond ideas of normal and abnormal. It's a place where the new comfort zone has much more to do with your willingness to play big and be uncomfortable while you're learning how to navigate this brave new world. Hello, I'm Dr. Judith Rich, an octogenarian, coach, and author of the best-selling book, Beyond the Box. The new beyond invites us to go farther and deeper than you ever thought you could go. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Each of us can build. Each of us can teach and reach inside. listeners, this is Judith, and I want to share with you an important new development. If you're currently facing some big challenges in your life, and you're ready to get serious about creating solutions and manifesting the life you want to be living, I have designed the Personal Breakthrough Intensive to support you. The Personal Breakthrough Intensive, that I call the PBI, is a one-day VIP session with me as your coach, either in person or virtual, where I will partner with you to create the breakthrough solutions for your most important challenges. What if you could go deep and identify the core issues that have held you back? What if you could discover strategies for how to disrupt old patterns and design new ones that empower you to move forwards? What if you could create a fresh and compelling narrative for your life that aligns with and inspires and ignites your true potential? What if you could accelerate your breakthroughs and catalyze profound transformations in a short period of time? And be coached by me, one-on-one, for a period of three months following your breakthrough intensive, where I work with you to make sure You integrate and ground your breakthroughs. If you're ready to say yes to your highest intentions, goals, and dreams, then let's roll up our sleeves and get to work to create the breakthroughs you desire. I'll leave a link in the show notes for how you can learn more about what's available and how you can schedule a VIP day with me. And now, on to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The New Beyond. This week, we are airing the fourth and last in our series of best of episodes. And this episode is from the very first season, recorded shortly after my 80th birthday. And it's called Giving and Receiving the Power of Being a Yes. And in it, I share the challenges I faced in receiving all of the acknowledgement and love, and just all of the blessings that were showered on me for my 80th birthday. And I talk about the importance of receiving, which of course continues to be a major, major lesson for me. One of the things I have come to realize is that giving and receiving are 
the same thing, that in order for something to be successfully given, there has to be a receiver. And I think I've, sp- I've spent my whole life up until now really not getting that. So this subject continues to open new possibilities for me. Even as I recorded this episode over a year ago, I'm still learning about it. So come, let's dive back in together and see what we can call from this first episode, Giving and Receiving, The Power of Being a Yes. Hi there, everyone, and welcome. Welcome back. I'm Judith Rich. And you're listening to The New Beyond. As I record this, it's just a few days past my 80th birthday. And you'll recall on the first episode, I was anticipating that birthday. Uh, it, was, it was a big event in my life. And, and it really was. It really turned out to be a huge event in my life. So first of all, I want to thank you all for the birthday love. It was a glorious experience that I may never recover from. My birthday was abundant with so much love. I seriously felt challenged to receive it all. Honest to God, I felt challenged to wrap my arms around and embrace and, and hold all the love that was directed towards me during this time. And then right on the heels of that, I need to call myself out and acknowledge that my personal inner work, which was really, I was really confronted by during this birthday weekend, that my personal inner work continues to be and has always been to open myself to receiving. And yet I know that giving and receiving are inextricably bound together, that for giving to be completed, there needs to be a receiver, either on a personal, a relational, a community, or a global level. And this brings me to the topic for today's episode, giving and receiving. The power of being a yes. When I query people in a training about this subject, most admit that they have more difficulties receiving than they do giving. You might look to see whether or not that's true for you. How are you with giving versus how are you with receiving? Raise your hand if you experience that receiving is more difficult or a bigger challenge for you than giving. My hand is raised. But why is that? Why do we seem to be so dedicated to limiting ourselves in this realm of our lives? I mean, our very survival depends upon our willingness and our capacity to receive from the very first second of our arrival here, here in this place, in this life, on this planet. We come in dependent upon others 
giving to us. In fact, that's all we know how to do. (laughs) We only know how to receive when we're born. Well, that is if we are to thrive and grow. We come in dependent upon the giving of others. So we arrive on this plane as born receivers. However, at some point in our development, we reach a place where we begin to exercise our autonomy muscles. And first, as toddlers, remember the terrible twos? We adopt an I-can-do-it-myself attitude. We start to reject others' giving as a normal part of our development, as a way of becoming an individual. And in psychological terms, we call it individuating. There's actually a term for what turns out to be the beginning of our journey of separation. And the context of separation becomes how most of our lives play out. And it becomes our ultimate life task, which is to rediscover ourselves as part of a united whole. Our ultimate life's work becomes one of remembering ourselves. That's R-E-M-E-M-B-E-R-ing ourselves to put together again the members of who we are or to remember who we were when we arrived here. I often encourage people to take a a post-it note and write the word remember on it with the R-E dash M-E-M-B-E-R. Take a post-it note and write that word on it and put it on your bathroom mirror. Put it on the visor of your car. Put it in a place in your life where you're going to see it every day as a gentle reminder that your task here, in fact, is to remember who you are. So the subject of this episode is giving and receiving the power of being yes. So we're going to talk about the power of being yes. But before we do that, I want to make clear that it's also important to know when it's appropriate to be a no. It's entirely appropriate to say no in the need to establish boundaries, as sometimes our survival depends upon saying no. It's appropriate to say no to those people in environments that are toxic to our well-being. It's important to say no to abuse in all of its forms, including the abuse we inflict on ourselves. Sometimes our self-inflicted abuse comes when we're too afraid to say no when we really need to. So to be clear, There are times when no is important in our lives, and there's definitely a place for no. Now, here's the conundrum. 
in order, sometimes, in order to get to that no, in order to have the courage to say no, we need to say yes first. We need to say yes to the need to say no. We need to say yes so that we can recognize the need to say no. And I know that might sound a little twisted or confusing, but just think about it. It is our yes that empowers us to say no when saying no is appropriate and necessary. So no is an important skill to have in your toolkit. But today I want to focus on the power of being a yes, because I think a lot of people are afraid to say yes, especially when it involves becoming uncomfortable. When life invites us to venture out beyond the box, beyond our comfort zones, beyond the territory of safe and familiar. And of course, that's what this podcast is all about. It's about saying yes to our courage, saying yes to our worthiness, saying yes to our willingness. That's how we open the door to receiving and ultimately to the experience of abundance. Many, many years ago, actually many decades ago, I knew this person who's no longer on the planet. His name was Mick. This was back in the days of landlines and answering machines. And Mick had an outgoing message on his machine and it said this, hi, this is Mick. Thanks for calling. The answer is yes. Now tell me the question. I always love that. And as I think about it, I think that yes is the precursor to abundance. In working with people as they engage in their own journeys of transformation, what I see so prevalent is people's experience of and belief in And I would say at an unconscious level, their commitment to scarcity, like scarcity is a real thing for them. It's the mindset of there isn't enough. And now you could fill in the blank. There isn't enough money. There isn't enough time. There there aren't enough loving, intimate relationships. There isn't enough love success, intimacy, joy, and on and on and on. And people are committed. And I think this is very, uh, this is very much at the level of of our unconscious mind. This is not in our consciousness. But this happens in the face of the fact that we live in an abundant universe. There is no lack here, even though at our human level, we become very good at limiting ourselves in our capacity to receive abundance. And we end up creating lack and scarcity. If we deem ourselves unworthy of receiving we will limit the amount of abundance we allow in our lives. 
Abundance is the nature of the universe. We are surrounded by it. And we must be willing to receive it in order to experience it. And you know, this is a huge issue for most people. If you experience yourself consistently struggling with lack, with the experience of not being enough, not having enough, it's not because there actually isn't enough. It's because your consciousness is is occupied, is focused on lack and scarcity. And this does not allow you to receive the abundance of the universe. Some of you are really good creators. You manifest with ease. And yet, you might not still have the experience of abundance. You might have plenty of money or plenty of wealth in various forms and still experience lack. Maybe it's in your relationships where it all breaks down. The question that arises for me on a personal level is, am I willing to receive the abundance I've created. I'm a really good creator. I'm a really good manifester. I have a very abundant life. And in full transparency, I acknowledge that I don't always allow myself to receive it. Great example was all the acknowledgement, all the love, all the blessings that came to me around my birthday. Uh, It just there, I came to a point where I just couldn't hold anymore. So the question for me is, I, am I willing to receive the joy and the success and the loving relationships I've, I've created? And the answer is no, not 100%. And I'm still working on it. And this is how scarcity shows in my life. I deny myself the gift of receiving, not everything and not all the time, but I'm clear that I limit my capacity for receiving. And yet, when I look more deeply at my life, what I see is that all my life, there have been certain things I have been a yes to from a, from a very early age. I was a yes to adventure. I was a yes I was a yes to courage and a yes to risk taking. I was a yes to exploring the unknown. I was a yes to curiosity and creativity. When I was a when I was a child, I used to have flying dreams like a lot. You know, where I would experience myself flying just like I was an airplane, only without an airplane, but like I was a bird or an airplane. And I would experience myself soaring over, you know, landscapes and beautiful scenes in nature. I'd be taking it all in from a pretty high elevation. And in my waking state, I I used to have a lot of out of body experiences. It was very common for me. So, so common that I didn't really even think very much about it. I thought it was 
kind of normal, that my consciousness would leave my body. Um, my body is awake. My consciousness would leave my body and it would go up like to the ceiling in a room. And I would, my consciousness, I would hover around the ceiling of the room and look down on myself and look down at everybody and, you know, just kind of be a witness, just be an observer of, you know, whatever was happening. So I, I used to share these flying dreams with my brother. My brother is six years older than I, and I used to share these dreams with him. And one day he said to me, well, you know, you can fly. <laughs> and, and because he was quite a bit older, I looked up to him. I trusted him. I, I never questioned when he said I could fly. I never doubted or questioned the veracity of that statement. I must have been about seven. I mean, when I think about being seven... I have an eight-year-old granddaughter. So when I think about her, I think she probably knows she couldn't fly. But for me, I was so grounded in that dream and that vision that when my brother told me I could fly, I believed him. And I said, well, how can, how can we make that happen? And he said, well, you just need to find some place high enough and jump and then move your arms really hard and really fast. Okay, said I. So one day, my brother and a group of his boyfriends, all of whom were quite a bit older than I, took me to a neighbor's uh, duplex so there was an upper unit and a lower unit. And so we went up the back stairs of the upper unit to a small porch outside the back door that had a railing around it. My brother instructed me to climb up on the railing and jump and move my arms really hard and really fast. I never hesitated for a second. I got up on that railing and I jumped and I moved my arms really hard and really fast. And I then proceeded to plunge two stories down to the earth below. My good fortune was that it was at the end of winter time in Ohio, where I grew up, and there was still snow on the ground. And the ground, uh, there was still enough snow on the ground, but it had begun to melt. So while there was some snow, the ground itself was very soft and very spongy, and it, absor it absorbed my fall. So I plunged the two stories, <laughs> flapping my arms really hard and fast all the way down, Landed in the snow and in the spongy earth with a rather forceful thud. Knocked the wind out of me. But fortunately, I didn't break anything. And as I lay there on the ground, I expected my brother and his friends to immediately come 
and make sure I was okay, make sure I hadn't broken anything. But that's not what happened. What happened was I heard laughter. And I looked up, and there they were, up there still on the balcony, laughing at me (laughs) and pointing to me and calling me a stupid, gullible girl. And then they walked away. And I recall this like it was yesterday. And the interesting thing about this story is, I, although I never said anything to my brother afterwards about this, I never told my parents. I never brought it up to my brother until decades later. I was still sorting it through. And when I asked him about it, he didn't even remember. And yet it was a life-changing event for me. Because the little girl who got up from the ground after that fall, she was not the same little girl who jumped off the second-story balcony. She was a different person. She jumped being trusting and innocent believing, accepting, and all that got broken. All of that got betrayed. And the one who stood up was a little warrior girl. The one who stood up was no longer innocent or trusting. At some level, I made a decision. Well, let me, let me just say this. I said yes to a lot of things. I said yes to my courage. I said yes to adventure. I said yes to my dreams of flying. And as I look deeper, I see that I also said yes to proving myself to be as strong and courageous as my brother and his friends. So there was some ego involved in this experience. And that is where the thing went sideways. In the story, I landed on the ground and I was humiliated when no one came to see if I was okay. I was humiliated for being ridiculed and being called a stupid and gullible girl. (laughs) And to my brother and his friends, It was just a funny trick they played one day on a little girl in the neighborhood. At the level of appearances, that is what happened. But that's not the end of the story. Because to me, that experience was the birth of a whole new chapter in my life. Uh, It was the chapter where I learned not to expect anyone to be there for me. So don't even ask was a chapter where I decided not to need or ask for anything because there won't be anyone there to respond. And out of that experience, I began my journey of becoming so independent, so I don't need anybody because I didn't, you know, believe anybody was actually going to be there, that receiving became my issue. And to some extent, it still is. Not as much as before. I'm working on it. I think about that little girl on the ground. 
and how shocked and surprised and saddened she was that no one came to her. And I think about the decision that she made that day and how that decision impacted the rest of her life. However, because I've been working on this, working on myself, and I've really been investigating this story, I have a different experience of the story itself. Because I've been devoted to learning from this experience, I have received the wisdom that actually was available to me in the moment, but I wasn't mature enough or conscious enough or wise enough to understand it at a deeper level back then. I mean, I was only seven. It took me nearly 40 years to get the wisdom from that experience. 40 years of examining and inquiring about that event in my life and why it happened the way it did. I spent 40 years blaming my brother for what I felt was a betrayal. And at the surface level, at the level of appearance, it was. But looking more deeply, I found a blessing in what happened. At, the, at least this is how I choose to interpret this story today. My brother was a messenger for me that, yes, I could fly. This is what he told me. He said, you can fly, you know. He, he didn't know it, but he was speaking metaphorically. It, he, there was, we're not talking about literal flying, although I took it literally. At a conscious level, I know he wasn't thinking or saying literally, but for me, taking it literally, literally changed my life. And I see it as an important event in my soul's unfolding. Since I'd spent so much time dreaming about flying and having out-of-body experiences, I really needed to hear that I could fly. I wanted to fly so badly. I needed to hear and, deli and have to delivered to me the, the message that I could fly. Now, here's the ironic thing. I've spent nearly five decades teaching others how to fly. Metaphorically, of course. Teaching others how to build their wings, how to build their courage, how to build their belief in themselves enough to fly into their lives, to fly into their courage and create their futures. So flying has been a constant theme for me. And that event was my initiation. That whole jumping off the second story event, it was the beginning of my own heroine's journey. And as you look at your own journey, you might be wondering, what about all the things that happened in life that you didn't want, you didn't ask for, you didn't say yes to, and they happened anyway? I'm talking about events 
that altered the course of your life in a way that you didn't want? What was that all about? If there was a larger purpose or a greater learning that came through those experiences, have you gotten the lessons yet? It's important that you do. And here's where it gets tricky. Because most of the time, we don't get the lessons in the moment. We might spend months and sometimes years in the struggle. But with enough distance and perspective and a willingness to look, which is key, the lesson almost always reveals itself. And again, you might not get to this part for many years after a game-changing event in your life. You might spend years in the wilderness, feeling lost, searching for meaning and purpose, or looking for direction. I certainly have. But eventually, with enough time and with enough willingness to look, we can get ourselves to a place where the lesson reveals itself. And the lesson itself is the blessing. Now, here's, there's so many tricky parts to this. Here's another pr- tricky part. Not readily transparent to the conscious mind. And that's this, that when life hands us experiences we didn't want and we didn't, say yes to, it's because we did say yes to something else. Let me say that again. When life hands us experiences we didn't want and we didn't say yes to, it's because we did say yes to something else. At an unconscious level, we did say yes to our fear. We said yes to diminishing or suppressing our voice. We said yes to killing off our courage and our unwillingness to be comfortable. It's not apparent to us that we are, in fact, saying yes to the very thing we don't want because it's taking place at the level, at below the level of our conscious awareness. And yet, if that's where we place our focus and our energy, the thing we don't want, that's what we'll produce on this plane. You know, the old cliche, what we resist persists. It's absolutely true because energetically, we get what we're focused on. And if we're focused on protecting ourselves, staying safe and protecting ourselves from uncertainty, from unpredictability, from, you know, emotional or physical pain. We set up a dynamic of resistance, and that's the very thing that we attract from that abundant universe, which is going to align with what we're focused on. It's going to align with our consciousness, and it's going to produce exactly what our consciousness is projecting into it. Now, to receive the lesson is the blessing. 
and to receive the blessing is an experience of transformation. And if you're listening to this podcast, I know that you're someone who's interested in and perhaps even a student of transformation. I've spent my whole life in this field, both as a trainer and a coach. Transformation occurs when we alter our relationship with what happens. It's not about changing what happens. I mean, you know, (laughs) what is, is. What happens, happens. It's about changing our relationship, shifting our relationship with what is. I say to people, you know, a lot of times we have a consistent pattern in our lives, a pattern that is either limiting or some way in which we sabotage ourselves or our relationships. Maybe we have a pattern of being triggered, like on automatic. And when we're in that experience, when we're in an experience of being on automatic and we're in a reactivity, in that moment, we don't actually have the experience. The experience has us. You see, we at that point, when we're being triggered by something and we're on automatic, we are completely out of control. Even though you might say that your intention is to be in control. So transformation is when we shift our relationship from the experience has me to I have it. I have it. I've got my arms wrapped around it. I'm in relationship with it. I'm curious about it. I'm connected to it. I want to learn from it. I want to grow from it. I'm not rejecting it. I'm actually pulling it in. Yes, this very thing I said I didn't want. And this is not about positive thinking. It's about a shift in perception. Transformation occurs when I shift my perception of who I am from being closed and not entertaining any possibility of learning to one of being curious, being in discovery, being in the question, how can I create from here? What's possible? You see, when life occurs in a way that we didn't like and didn't want, a lot of times we'll go to the question, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? But the real, but and you see, that is a closed end. There's no, you know, proverbial cheese down that tube. Why did this happen or why did this happen to me? There's no cheese down that tube. Transformation occurs when I shift my relationship with what happens from why did this happen to me to what's the possibility here? 
Now what? What can I create from this? If I'm a yes to possibility, I'm looking for how can I use this experience to move me in the direction I want to go? How can I create an opportunity to grow from this experience? And the thing is, I must first be a yes in order to open the portal to my mind and allow learning to occur. Think about this. We live in the field of all possibilities. We live in the field of infinite potential. 100% of all possibilities exists 100% of the time in the field as unmanifest potential. What if you were open to the possibilities that lie just beyond where you can see or feel or touch or know? What if you were to be a yes to a possibility you can't yet see? But what if your yes is the energy that triggers that possibility to manifest in form? Jason Silva calls this the adjacent possible. I have a different name for it. Can you guess what that is? I call it the new beyond. You know, it's interesting for me to consider that for my entire life, I've always had a vision of myself at my current age, being independent, living on my own in the context of a close, loving community of family and some well-chosen close friends, and still working into my elder years. I always saw myself still working long beyond the age when most people look forward to and plan for retirement. And prior to the pandemic, of course, I had, you know, as none of us saw that coming, I still saw myself doing international travel. I had no idea how it would happen that I would continue my career as a coach and a trainer into my 80s. But here I am. I had always been a yes to that vision of myself without knowing or seeing how it would unfold. And when I think about it, (laughs) you know, the pandemic, it was a game changer for all of us. And it was certainly a game changer for me in the sense that working online and doing virtual trainings has actually extended the shelf life of my ability to keep going. All that international travel took a toll on my body. And it's much happier not to be doing those long overseas flights. Now, of course, I wouldn't wish a pandemic on anyone, given the enormous toll it's taken on millions of people's lives. It's just interesting to note that for me on a personal level, there have been numerous blessings that have come out of this time. And I'm sure if you're willing to look, you will find the same. I've actually gotten more fit, lost weight, cleaned up my diet. I'm now on a 95% plant-based diet. 
And I've started a whole new chapter of my life during this time. And this didn't just happen all by itself. It happened because I held an intention and I said a definite yes to my intention. Not only, I would say, not only did I say yes, I am yes. And this I say to you is the power of being grounded in and saying yes and being willing to receive your own yes. That's the challenge. Are you willing to receive your yeses to life? Are you willing to be a yes to a vision for your life that transcends circumstances? Are you willing to be a yes to a vision that takes you into your own new beyond where the rules might not yet be clear? You might not yet be familiar. You might feel very uncomfortable and still you're willing to say yes. So who do you need to be? Who do you get to be right now in your life? Who do you get to be in your family, in your relationships, in your work, how you create? What are you bringing to the world that only you can bring? Now, I know you know this, so this is just a friendly reminder. There is not another human being on the planet all 8 billion of us, I just updated that number. I used to think it was seven, but we've now moved up to eight. There's not another human being out of all 8 billion of us who is exactly like you with all your unique combinations of gifts and talents. No one can bring what you bring. In order for you so so picture this. In order for you to bring your offerings to the world, in order for you to make your way through the obstacle course of life, I mean, here you are, this tiny little speck of energy in this vast, vast universe of infinite potential. You're a tiny speck. In order for you to bring your offering to the world and make your way through the obstacle course of life, through all the ups and downs and highs and lows, through all the rivers and the valleys and the breakdowns and breakthroughs, you better be guided by a vision and a calling that is bigger than whatever obstacles you might face. And I want to say, that obstacles that appear, or maybe I should rephrase that and say that what appears to be obstacles, I assert is really life testing, saying, really? Are you sure? Are you committed? Show us your yes. It's life saying, show us your yes. We're going to meet you and match you and bring that thing forward, but you get to show us your yes first. So I want to end with this. Show us your yes. What are you willing to be a yes to in your life right now that you've previously been a no to? 
For example, maybe you've been a no to owning your personal power or your voice. Maybe you've been a no to your willingness to be authentic or own your courage. And because of that kind of secret no, you've sabotaged yourself. You know, it's the no that you're saying that you don't even know you're saying and you end up sabotaging yourself. You remain stuck, unable to move your life in the direction you want to go. So show us your yes. Show us your yes means what no's are you now ready to transform into yeses? Not because you're practicing positive thinking, but because you truly see the possibilities that opens with yes. Do come and say hello on my Facebook page, Life Beyond the Box, and show us your yes. I want to hear from you. I I really appreciate your being here. I, I love sharing this time with you. I look forward to the next time we gather out here in the new beyond. And before we leave, uh, please don't forget to go to wherever you found this podcast and give us a follow and a five-star rating. So thanks for being here. And until next time, show us your yes and tell us how you're going to receive it. Until next time, thanks for being here in the new beyond. Many blessings. Hey, Beyond Squad, before we go, let me take a moment to thank all of you for being here. And if you're up for it, I have a little extra credit homework assignment for you. Please take a moment to go over to Apple and leave a review. You can actually say some nice words or give us five stars on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really does make a difference, and I would be so appreciative. Meanwhile, we'll see you next time here in the new beyond. We can guide.